This is the EDM Unplugged Podcast hosted by West Coast Radio. I am DJ MTK. I have a guest actually in the studio. I think you're the fourth guest in the studio since the pandemic. Grant with EDM Identity. Thanks for coming by, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. You know, I'm really glad to be back, Damn, uh, especially <laughs> especially after the uh, the whole pandemic. So. Yeah, um, just so everybody knows, EDM Identity. You know, one of the biggest bloggers here in Southern California, you know, West Coast Nation, uh, editor in chief. Yeah. Plus founder yep. of EDM, EDM Identity. So make sure to check them out on all social media. Easy, right? Yeah, it's just at EDM Identity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're not making it complicated for everybody. So on today's podcast, you know, it's we're, we're right around uh, Thanksgiving's right, ar- right around the corner. Uh, it's November 2021. And a few things that we're going to discuss on today's podcast is just the evolution, I think, of dance and EDM this past year to two years. Uh, we also want to talk about festivals, and um, I believe what we had, we were discussing is the return of shows and festivals coming up, so I'd love to kind of pick your brain a little bit about that, and then we'll end it on some of our favorite tracks. That I have a few, and then I know you maybe can pick one or two for everybody, and the only reason we do that is just so when people are listening, they can, after they are done listening to the podcast, like, you know what, let me go check out that track, so I'll jump right into it. I really did want to pick your brain, uh, Grant, about how, where dance music was that March uh, before the, you know, everything shut down, right? And I wasn't even thinking about the the evolution of dance music because we have talked about it multiple times and where it's at even right now. So maybe you can just kind of, you know, give me a, a, a glimpse of how you're viewing it. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I think that we were at a really good spot in the scene as a whole right before the pandemic hit. It was wild. Yeah, I was I was at the last Cross Music Festival. It was actually kind of a very surreal feeling because you were there and all of a sudden the world was shutting down everywhere else, yet we were at this music festival getting kind of our last uh, last dance, yeah. if you would, you know? And then the pandemic hit and a lot of a lot of artists had to innovate and they had to go to live streaming they had to uh sit there and really make sure that they figured out what they wanted to do if if this was what they wanted to do Mm -hmm. and it really did kind of make people look beyond the constant touring and you know making sure that they were taking breaks and making sure that mental health yeah exactly Mm -hmm. it became a huge huge focus uh, especially last year, and especially with the DJs, they you know ended up taking their lives too. There was a there was a handful there. Yeah, there were definitely a number of of artists that passed away unfortunately last mm-hmm. year, and uh, you know that was really gutting for the entire community as a whole. Big names. Oh yeah, big names. You know, yeah, like Io was mm-hmm. was probably the biggest one. Um, that one really hit deep because we had been supporting him for years, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just peaking. Yeah, and yeah, and it was very tragic that he passed away. Um, but there, there was also like a number of really positive things that came out of it as well. Uh, a lot of artists leaned heavily into their communities, and that's actually something I think that a lot of artists are going to have to do moving forward: is really build that community around them. Um, you know, you have Gabriel and Dresden with Club Quarantine; uh, they have a very successful Twitch stream that's constantly going. But then on top of that, you also saw some other innovation in the event side of things with drive-in raves like the parking raves that insomniac was doing disco donnie did some in texas as well um you know so it, it still gave people the opportunity to dance even if they were just sitting by their car right <laughs> right now the people had to 
start thinking outside the box. Let me, let me ask you this. It, what was the most innovating thing that you saw? We're like, wow, I didn't even, hmm, that's a, that's a good one. You know, I think that the biggest thing that we've, we've seen kind of come out of it was, you know, the Minecraft music festivals that happened. Matt Zoe really helped push those forward. You know, that was in a video game uh, that was already very popular. And mm -hmm. they built an entire world in there. And then now you're seeing artists like Dead Mouse, who created his own little metaverse mm -hmm. in, in uh, VR. And that's really cool to see, too. Like It's just like a huge leap forward. And it really does make dance music more accessible for people who might not live in um, a hub for dance like it's someone rural, yeah, right, right. That so, that don't aren't don't have all those chances to someone like us that live in a city. Yeah, it, right. If, if you have a strong internet connection and you have a VR headset, you can go check out any of this really cool immersive stuff that. Yeah, you know, uh, before it was just kind of a pipe dream, mm -hmm. you know, or you had to go experience it yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing is going to really compare to a real like event in in person festival, but right, it, it's pretty cool. Like especially like the high quality graphics and stuff that they're doing with the the one that Dead Mouse is doing. I think it's called Obler Oblerhossi. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, he's next level, and that's like a big focus for him. You know, I mean, like he's he's getting older as a as a DJ, and he mm -hmm. knows that his touring days are are numbered probably and. You know, he kind of really likes music tech, and, and he also did a, a huge music tech push as well. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of the brand, but it was, um, like, software uh, okay. for, for artists to kind of play around with for VJing and, and mm -hmm. doing more real-time stuff, which is cool, too. So gets master classes out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Deadmau5 is, Dead is next level. How, what about um, just the evolution of where dance music is now kind of turning into I think at that time we've had conversations about it from like progressive house to um, electro to uh, you know tech house techno. Now where do you see it? I mean it's evolved, right? These past you know sixteen months. Yeah, you know I think that we were in this like kind of weird stage <laughs> in twenty twenty where it was a lot of very similar sounding tech house mm -hmm. um, and the pandemic. Uh, you know, people weren't going to the club and partying and they weren't going to festivals and, and raging it up to, you know, losing it. Right. Instead, <laughs> they kind of like found a vein with this more melodic house and techno sound that's really blown up this past, I guess, the past two years. Right. You know, the more like indie dance sound that Rufus Dussol is, is playing. Oh, that was something. Like yeah. Yeah. And so those are those. Did are you go to Rufus Dussault up in L.A.? I did not. Uh, right. No, I, I stayed at home. I, I kind of wish I did. You know, they just announced that Sundream event in Tulum. And I, I kind of want to go to that. Itching. But. Yeah. <laughs> and for anybody out there, that's someone to go see. Yeah, yeah. there's someone to go see. Yeah, there's a, a really cool curated lineup there. But I mean, like, uh, I would say that there was definitely like a push towards like the more chilled outside of dance music because people are just sitting at home and mm -hmm. hanging out and having a good time. Or trying to have a good time <laughs> as best as they can, yeah. And uh, that that style of music's very chill. And now you're seeing a bunch of other artists. You know, Cascade um, played a lot of like melodic techno, uh, EDC set, and then you know Tiesto's doing melodic house. <laughs> it, 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 and I, I would say that I would have to give credit to a few handful of DJs: David Guetta, Cascade. Um, who who did you say right now? Tiesto. Mm -hmm. uh, did you say somebody else? Um, there's like Rufus and all that. Yeah, well, he, but I mean, I'm talking about like some old school DJs. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, 
I, I think it's always been in their roots. Like if we were to look back at David Guetta and we were to look back at Cascade, if, you know what I mean? Like house music, techno, like they have some roots from that. David Guetta, you know, they, but they've known how to evolve with where the music has kind of gone. But it's, I think it's rooted in them. Where some DJs, I feel like maybe it's forced. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult. You never really know, like, who's just doing it to cash in and who's not. Right. You know, I, right. I do think that if you go back into Tiesto's past, like, there's a lot of Vera Westies style stuff when he was still making trance. Right. And it's not like Cascade hasn't played progressive before in the past as well. So it, it, I almost look at it like a lot of the, the older DJs that actually learned how to DJ maybe before they learned how to produce. Mm -hmm. And I, I see them as being able to absorb a lot more sounds. Yeah. And their style's more dynamic. And it's not as jarring when you see other artists or maybe in other scenes like the bass scene where like people will move from dubstep to trap. And then right. Now they're on rhythm or whatever. It, Sometimes it feels artificial, but mm -hmm. you, you never really know, and you just kind of have to take it as, <laughs> as yeah. the release music. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and I, I even think about myself. You know, I, I probably have evolved to what I like, but I, I think that when I discovered, you know, what techno was, it probably was a late night somewhere at 6 in the morning at a warehouse. I was like, okay, yeah, this kind of talks to me. Yeah. Now, you know, I think you have to have that vibe inside yeah. you. You, know you, gotta, I mean? you gotta really love the bare bones of dance music to really <laughs> yeah. like techno. It, it, especially, <laughs> maybe not the melodic stuff that there's like a little more vocal element to it, but yeah. especially that like driving, you know, like peak time techno. Yeah. It, sometimes you can just get, it's just a little too much. It can sometimes be, yeah. a little too aggressive. But yeah. You know, it crossed like they had hard techno artists that were playing, and they had. And it surprised me. You know, I, I, I really do. I, I that's one thing I will have to give to Cross Festival. They do bring in some underground European fucking techno DJs that are going hard in the paint. Like oh, yeah. that's just like you know, I don't think some of the people were ready for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a lot of the scenes ready for it. You know, even with like you look at like hard dance, right? Like hard dance is really cool. There's a lot of euphoric stuff going on there, but mm -hmm. the genre itself stays fairly underground because a lot of people just aren't ready for faster BPMs in general. Right. You know, they, right. they want the more chilled out stuff or the poppier shit. And yeah. I, I mean, that's cool too. I love, I love harder stuff. I, I'm not going to do a full night of harder stuff. <laughs> I can do it a night, maybe a yeah. night. Yeah. Know? I don't know about two days yeah. in a yeah. row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's transition, transition to this. Um, you know, the return of shows and festivals, you know, how, how have you seen that evolve? Let's just say in the past, three to six months and maybe where it can start going to in 2022, you know, give me that roadmap. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been kind of weird to be completely honest, Come, you know, going from tons of festivals and shows happening to no festivals and shows. Happening. A hard stop. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden now it's kind of like people are tiptoeing back in, you know, I think, mm -hmm. gosh, what back in March of this year, it was kind of weird to be having a festival of 40,000 people and, EDC Las Vegas happened this past month with 150,000 plus per day. Yeah. And it, I, I couldn't have uh, had a better time. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, so I, it was a little weird. I mean, but I got vaccinated. I wore a mask when I needed to. You uh -huh. know, I mean, granted that festival is also outside. Yeah. So I think that that kind of contributes to it. And the vaccination rates have been going up and up in California here as well. So yeah. we're, we're in a pretty good spot, I think. Um, you know the the future is going to be kind of weird. We're still going to see. Like, is Coachella where did they they um pushed it back right? They're they 
They're happening in April. Okay, so April. Because they were supposed to be like that in like this fall, right? And then they pushed it back again. The big thing with Coachella was that they initially came out and they said, you have to be vaccinated to go. And Mm -hmm. then they kind of reeled back a little bit. And they're like, okay, if you're negative test, you'll be fine. But, you know, I I still highly recommend everybody get vaccinated just because you never know. And Mm -hmm. it's just safer in general. Uh, That being said, I think the biggest impact that we're facing right now in the festival community, and this is something that is going to affect us for quite a while, is that artists are going to have a harder time getting into the u.s even even with travel restrictions being lifted visas are very difficult for people to get um so i mean every lineup that i've seen this year has had at least one or two artists that had to back out due to travel problems whether they're coming from the uk or europe or asia anywhere yeah Mm -hmm. um and and that's something that i think a lot of people need to keep in mind moving forward be a little bit less harsh with the promoters Everybody's really trying to get this done because at the end of the day, it's it's on the promoters. It's also on the management. It's also mm-hmm. on the artists. There's a lot of moving like parts behind the scene. Yeah. 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 Even even this weekend, I think a couple artists had to drop off the Dream State lineup. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So it, it's frustrating. You want to see those artists, but right. you just kind of have to, you know, be a little malleable. And well, What about this? What, what artists do you feel like stood out during the pan- pandemic? Like what? I, there's one name that really comes to mind to me. What? What is there a name for you? Oh gosh, in terms of music or in terms of community? Or, I mean, in ga- terms of music, someone like I just felt like during the pandemic, it it, it was kind of hard to release music. I guess you could say because usually DJs will have events where they can play the music and test it out, and three to six months later, like oh th- that track's finally released. Um, in this, and I felt in this world, there was a few DJs that were somehow able to still stay relevant. Yeah, I, I would even say that there were DJs that leapfrogged a ton of other DJs. There we go. Yeah, yeah that's a good even, word. It was like there was definitely artists that stayed relevant in the sense that they, they kept pushing stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd easily say that John Summit was the number one. Bro, that was like literally really the. <laughs> literally, I should have wrote it down before you yeah. said it. You know, yeah. people would probably think, oh, these guys were fucking talking behind the scenes or some shit. But no, literally, that's the one name that I can kind of like. And I felt like, I don't know. Yeah, so go on. Yeah, I, I mean, he just absolutely decimated everything. He, was, he had some hot remixes, yeah. yeah. He was he was one of our house artists to watch last year, and it was it was sort of funny. I mean, we were expecting him to you know be taking the stage at all these festivals, and so right. really, like, 2020 was just a pause. Right. Uh, now he's obviously playing every festival under the sun, and that's huge for him. I'm super, super stoked to see where he takes his career next. I'd say Vintage Culture is another one that really did well over the past two years. And he was already big. He was already big. But, yeah. But I think he really took his step to the next level. Um, on, on a community front, you know, I got to plug Gabriel and Dresden. I think that, that what they did was unprecedented uh, with the rest of the Anjuna family and keeping the community together. Mm-hmm. Um, going beyond just live streams, but also having, you know, different aspects like wellness talks, yoga, stuff like that. Um so those those are like the three that really stuck out the most to me. Yeah. But I do think that like as a whole, there were some really cool artists that that sat there and found you know whether it was being able to release really dope music or being more connected with their fans. You know, it's just everybody well, found their own way. Well, what about this twenty twenty two rolling in? Who do you feel like could be that next breakout? You know, uh... oh, that's difficult. You know, I, 
I'll, I'll give you guys I'll give you guys a little inside okay. info. Okay. One of the artists that we're gonna have on our top artists to watch in 2022 list for House and Techno. Is when do you release that? Uh, in Next, January. Oh, in January. Okay. I don't I don't I don't follow the December release schedule like other oh, okay, blogs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I I prefer to to take my time over the holidays and kind of marinate on some music. I feel um, that. But uh, one of the guys that that's just been a, a clear standout is Drew Dapps. He's he's out of San Diego. And okay. Yeah. I, I think Drew. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's he's gonna blow up. What camp he roll? Does he roll with? Uh, he's kind of been all over the place. Okay. But he, he just um, opened a Dirty Bird camp out. That's what I say. Know. He rolls with yeah. them a little bit, right? Yeah. 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 But it, he he's been able to play like everywhere. It feels like he just played down in Mexico as well. We had him on uh, Face the Music, which was our which is our podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Shout out to Face and, the Music. And uh, he's just such a great guy, and I think that he's going to go places. He just needs that one slapper. Little, you know? Yeah. That's what really what comes down and to. And so, there's so many elements to the to this industry. It's like, you know, it's the people that you know, the people that you're working with, you know, the people behind the scenes that can introduce you to get you on this lineup. And then, you know, there's a lot of, lot of levels to it, a lot of variables to it. Um, okay, what about... Uh, are there any other topics that you wanted to share with everybody yeah, that I know, might have missed? I, I think that I think that we, we hit on pretty much everything that, that was like pretty solid. You know, I think that. How like, have you been? Hold on. Okay, I, you know I've what? How do you how, how have you been, Grant? How have you been? I've, man? been, I've been alive. You know, All right. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of just getting getting my toes back, getting back in the groove scene. of things. Like I said earlier, it's very weird going back to events because uh -huh. you're just so far away from people for so long, and then like. All of a sudden, you're in a crowd and there's like four thousand people around yeah. you. Yeah, like oh gosh, what's going on? But yeah, it, it can have a little bit of like a, a, a suffocating feeling, I guess you want to say. Yeah, with well, with Astro World just happening, that was actually really tragic. But yeah, um, but I mean, like yeah, it, it does feel like that. I always stay towards the back of the crowd, anyways. <laughs> uh -huh. um, but yeah, it it was like kind of weird coming back in a little bit, and then now. Now that's sort of, you know, I've been more comfortable with it. You know, I still am kind of like, man, maybe I don't go out to the club or maybe I don't go to this event. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very more picky choosy about what I'm doing and, and where I'm going. Uh, but I'm definitely excited to see what's going to happen in 2022. I'm the most thing I'm excited for is the fact that the entire festival season won't be condensed into six months <laughs> right right everything this ultra year, will be yeah. back next year yeah Ultra's music festival back, edc's back at its normal time cross festival Beyond's back at its normal time like yeah all these festivals that got either canceled or pushed into the fall there it's not going to be go 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 i mean i basically for edc week i was out in vegas from tuesday to tuesday drove back and then drove back up to la for escape uh, the following weekend for Halloween, and it's just it's it's grueling to do that. I know if it's grueling on <laughs> yeah, me, that is grueling. If, yeah, if it's grueling on me <laughs> as like an attendee or somebody that's covering the festival, like yeah. I, I just want to give a huge shout out to all the people that are working behind the scenes yeah. right now to make these happen because they're the ones that are there for weeks at a time, and they're the ones that are doing some crazy stuff and like. Well, the months it takes to prepare yeah. to do things like that, I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, and the and what's what's more insane is, for the most part, I mean, there's been some fails for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but the quality of the festivals has been, like, absolutely sublime. Like, there's still really great amenities that are coming. There's still amazing sets that are being played. A lot of these artists are going, like, off the walls with their performances. And what about, um, like, just as setups, like, you know, the medical setups that they have now, do you feel, you know, that they are doing it the right way? Or you feel like, hey, you know, if you were to 
throw some suggestions out there. They're like, hey, I probably would tweak this or... From a medical, I mean, it, that's so dependent on like the promoter that you're going with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one I'm obviously most familiar with is Insomniac, and yeah, you know, their medical team does a great job. You know, beyond just medical, having like a whole triage center basically at EDC, yeah, uh, to make sure everybody's safe. They also have ground control working. I do think that festivals need to do a, a better and better job when it comes to dealing with people that are you know potentially overdosing or you know, taking substances or even if they're just drunk, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the more we can protect the community, the better. And a lot of people came into this upcoming or this past festival season that was very condensed, not really partying as hard during the right. pandemic. And so we saw a <laughs> lot of problems happen during the summer, especially when it was really hot out. Yeah. And so now going too hard, yeah, too fast, way too hard, <laughs> right. way too fast. Six or, shots right before you even yeah, get in. And then yeah. it's like, they're already stumbling. Exactly. Yeah. And you never, you never want to see that. Like, I don't want, yeah. I don't want somebody to experience that. I don't want to see it in general. Like it's, it, it's a bad look for the community as a whole to see people that are like, completely sloshed yeah um, <laughs> but i mean it, i mean i've been happens. there too you it know what i mean i've been yeah. there too so yeah yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean we've we've all we've all had our good and bad right. there's always that one friend right there's like no maybe we shouldn't take six shots before we go right no 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 Jen, i'm fine i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be fine <laughs> it's always is yeah it's it's that friend and then it's the friend that like the moment you walk into the festival they're gone like they just disappeared and oh yeah, that's yeah. a whole nother that's a yeah. whole nother podcast where it's like when you go to a festival and you lose all your friends and yeah. like you're super fucked up you're like how do you even start looking for somebody yeah sometimes it's better to just be lost though, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta get lost to find yourself so. <laughs> i can say that um um okay uh some of your favorite tracks oh gosh um you know i think that <laughs> i think the last time i was on here i didn't really have that many favorite tracks it was like mostly eps I got oh, yeah, that's right there, I gotta, there were more of the eps and yeah. i actually was able to check some of those out actually i got a i got a plug David Guetta's Love Tonight, because that song got played so much uh, throughout EDC Las Vegas. It, you know, it's yeah. like it's surpri- a- To me, that's surprising, you know what I mean? Because David, he's, so, he's, he's an OG in yeah. this game. I mean, he probably was like one of the original EDC guys, you know what I mean? Like, And, and yeah. for him, the, his catalog is massive. It's a very expensive catalog. It's massive, <laughs> you know what I mean? And for him to still be able to come out with hits like at EDC... That's fucking impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, I easily heard that track. I mean, granted, it, it's a blessing and a curse, right? It's such a good track. Everybody's playing it out, and so you hear it like 11 or 12 times throughout the right. course of the weekend. But I was talking it, with somebody the other day about it, and it, you know, it's, it's the same thing with like Animals or any other mm-hmm. track that like really blew those, up. That, really that's an epic, it. yeah, that's an epic. Yeah, and all those tracks and, are the ones that, that give you the nostalgia years later. Right, right. right. It's the memories. Yeah. Like, oh, you played. Crazy. Yeah, when you play, when you hear it a year or two years later, it's like, oh, I remember that when we were doing this. Uh, my track is going to be uh, House Arrest. I okay. felt like that had been playing all summer. Yep. had a really good vibe to it. And you could sing the words and the chorus to it. So every time, it was another one that's probably been outplayed a little bit now, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Lorenzo, though, that uh, Gorgon City, Sophie Tucker. Sophie Tucker's another name. I felt like she's been doing a really good job. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sophie, Sophie Tucker's been great. It's- to circle back on Gorgon City really quick, mm-hmm. their album's just one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. Sonny Federa also dropped an album this year that was fantastic. Another great legend one. right there, yeah. Um, Shout out to Sonny Federa. Know, I, I think that Camel Fat's been popping off really hard. I agree with that. These are fucking uh, some I'm big trying, names I'm you're dropping out. Think. There's, 
there's been so much music that's released. Like, I think that in general, like, you know, I, I guess, like, my big takeaway is I really do hope that artists find the right song that they want to put a lot of promo behind and then push that out and then let the track breathe a little bit. Let yeah. It, you know, don't don't release another track three weeks later because you're just going to lose all the momentum from the previous tune. Um, and I think there's a, 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 a strategy, right, that could be... That needs to be set up with your management team when you're at that level to kind of talk about that. The, you know, like how how you release tracks. And you're right, you know, they're, they're, you cannot play a song and then you lose momentum a little bit. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, you, you look at, like, some of the bigger artists that are out there. Like, they're, you know, Chris Lake didn't release a track every single month. He's, he's releasing every... He just dropped that one with Grimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Chris you know, Lake's smart. Yeah. He knows smart. what the fuck he's doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's brilliant. Um, yeah. But, but I also think that there's, like... Gosh, there was another track and I can't remember it right now that I really liked. But, but by who? Oh, gosh, I can't remember. I like look at talking about David Guetta. I really yeah. love this song, "Kill Me Slow." Yeah, another like I, I was everybody. surprised when I heard this one. I was like, okay, okay, right. When I, I do think that we're also like kind of going back to this like hype era where you know like everybody's just so happy to get back to dancing that mm-hmm. they just want like fun festival music i mean if you look at like artists like afrojack for instance mm-hmm. afrojack just dropped that track with uh dub vision and lucas and steve and it is just straight up a progressive track from like 2012 and really in essence and you know when i interviewed him i was like yo you know like what was like the type of vibe you know do you want to are, are you going back to the sound a little bit and he's like i'm gonna play what i want to play and mm-hmm. i think right now the world really needs you know, all the, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but Mm -hmm. he basically is like, you know, the world needs to kind of like let loose and party and have a good time now after such like a serious couple of years. Right. Um, You know, even Swedish House Mafia is back. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah. You know, and their, their sounds completely different than, than it was a decade ago. Um, It's pretty polarizing. I feel like online, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed the the track with the weekend and I enjoyed it. It it gets better. You know, Mm -hmm. those are, those are two, Solid tunes. They're very well produced. Now, the, all the 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 music that we're talking about and the artists that we're talking about, you know, these are people that are on another level. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think also like a lot of people, especially when artists like disappears for a little bit, right? They mm-hmm. they and for a little bit in Three Shots Mafia terms, like almost a decade. <laughs> um, but when when they come back, like, and they're saying they're going to do something new and different. Uh, I expect them to do something new and different, and that's yeah. kind of what they did. Um, so I'm, you know, maybe we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, does it hit live? Like maybe it will. Uh, gonna have to catch them on tour at Coachella, right? So. Yeah, I would. I want to give a shout out to DJ Regard. Uh, he has a few tracks that I've heard in the past six to twelve months that have been really like catchy. It has this house, deep house type of vibe. I felt like he, you know, was already had a good brand, but has been able to stay relevant with really good music. Um, this is a new track that Write It went went crazy. And then he has this track that I just heard like maybe two months ago, uh, Signals, that I just, I fell in love with too. So I, I want to add that to my list. Uh, well, we'll leave everybody, you know, EDM Unplugged Podcast. Uh, Grant came on here. I really appreciate it, homie. Um 
Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, man, I'm glad we were able to catch up. I feel like a lot of times when we have these conversations, I kind of take over the conversation. And so, like, but I'd like I said, today I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit, you know, kind of see where you're at. It's been over a year since we've seen each other, bro. Yeah, I know. It's, you it's, know? It, like, like even us, time, yeah. like, even us, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's been a while, you know. Hopefully we're going to be able to hang out pretty soon. Well, and I would even say this, too, that one of the reasons why I wanted you in here and is because I feel like in San Diego, you and I, in this realm, you know, I feel like you're leading the pack. I feel like, you know, we're, we're like, you know, below your, your coattails, but we're in the conversation. You know what I mean? But if you go to LA, dude, there's a, a hundred of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm, tra- but, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? No, we're, it's, it's, it's definitely different down here. I yeah. Think compared to like who LA. else is there besides there, there's really no other blogs. I mean, there might be some, I'm, I'm, I don't want to like discredit, right, but I mean like in San Diego, but I don't really think that there's very many, if at all, that are... Not on the level what yeah. you're doing. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, Which, yeah, there's, there's some people doing yeah. some things, but not on that level. Well, and what's crazy is, is that for us, you know, I mean, we have... Like, we're obviously based out of San Diego. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the most to support San Diego as possible. But we do have, like, very strong cores that are in Denver right now. Mm-hmm. That's a huge scene. We have little now. fight clubs. Yeah. Is what you have? You have little, little fight clubs. clubs. Yeah, there's, like, little pockets of <laughs> yeah. identity. You have um, a little army yeah. fucking everywhere, bro. Yeah. But, but we, <laughs> You're waking up in the middle of the night fucking <laughs> on planes and shit. You don't even know. Tyler Durgan is fucking, like, traveling for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But, but, I mean, like, it's, it's very important... Uh, for us to be able to touch down on different cities in the U.S., especially, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd, I'd love to, you know, get deeper roots in, in countries like Mexico and Canada. Um, you know, dance music is a global phenomenon. International. It's not, it's not just a US The universe. Thing. It's not just a Europe thing. Like we, right. Uh, we, you, you know Zach. Yeah, yeah. 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 Zach's, Zach's one of my longtime writers, photographer, really great guy. Uh, he actually created a mix series called This Is Home that has been really fantastic as well. Uh, you know, we've we've been able to get mixes from artists that are in Thailand, in oh, wow. Vietnam, uh, in Africa, um, Australia, different different places all over. A lot of, a lot of UK, Europe, and, and the US still. But the whole concept of that series is to like make sure that people understand like there's more than just your local scene. There's more than just the scene in the US. There's more than just the top 100 on DJ Mac. Right, right. There's these artists that are in places you might not even think of. That, that are, are fucking hot as fuck. Love house music, love bass music, love techno right. or dance. Um, and we, we put them on. And, you know, that's that's our goal is to put as many really dope artists and support the scene as much as far as possible. You know? I, I don't know what else to say. I think we got to leave it on that. This is the EDM Unplugged podcast with Granite EDM Identity. Appreciate coming on, brother. I hope everybody has a great rest of their year. Happy holidays. We'll see you in 2022. Yeah, this song I, I really love too. Yeah, it's a good one. Right?